Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's the Naked Gaming Podcast. Hello. Hello. One, two, three, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> this is our news update episode. There's a couple of stories we're going to talk through with you. Can you say, Bailey's scowling at me right now? Like, scowling. Our rabbit is giving you the death stare. It's more like Blue Steel, though, actually. <laughs> there aren't that many games about bunnies, except for Rayman's Raving Rabbids. Oh, yeah. That's probably the only one I can Not think of. On that one. No, neither am I. start with a big story in the competitive scene. This is in the game Hearthstone, which I play loads of, so it's an online card game, very highly streamed, lots of people play it online. You play this so much. I do play it quite a lot, I'll give you that. Not quite a lot, Chris. I would say, I would say you're a little bit obsessed with this game. It's because it's kind of mindless. I like it, because you don't really have to think. It's just like playing cards against someone on the internet, and because I'm an absolute boss, I just rinse them all. So I've got to say, out of all the games, all the games in the world... This is my least favourite. Really? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I apologise. Well, it's also based on World of Warcraft. Yeah, so again, the... another one that I'm not keen on. Well, it's interesting. I want to know what you think about this, because there's been a lot of criticism for the company that makes the game Blizzard. They have been criticised by female Hearthstone players in the competitive scene, because essentially there was um, like a big tournament, an invitational, where they chose lots of players to invite to play this online stream tournament. And 18 out of the 20 competitors were men. Now, there's a lot of female Hearthstone streamers. There's a huge yeah, competitive sure. scene. You know, there's been a world champion player who's been say, a woman in yeah. recent years. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff uh, that, that seems to be quite kind of progressive compared to the stereotype of gaming. So the company came under a lot of criticism for saying, why didn't you invite women? Yeah. And what, did, and what did they say? Well, they responded eventually. They added two more women to the lineup. Oh, well done. But now they've done a new one since then and they've made it 50-50. It's I just think, a bit slow. I think to add another two, it's a bit like, oh, well done. And also, you know, this is just one tournament. It happens more often than you think. Do you think that women face... It's like a stereotypically young men, isn't it? People think that young men game, but actually 45% of women are playing games. Exactly. That's the makeup of people who play games. I think it's kind of, it's difficult. It's very similar to kind of the sporting world, but the difference between the sporting world and the gaming world is that the sporting world has kind of moved forward Mm. with time and it's got a lot better. But when it comes to gaming, I don't think big steps have been taken. It seems like quite a big backward step. What I'm interested in, though, is what could big companies do to actually make it seem like a, a more level playing field? Because, like I say, there are Hearthstone and other game streamers who are just happen to be women. That's the first thing. A lot of people would say, well, hang on, do a lot of women play games? 48% of people in America who are women say that they have played games there you go so it's nothing to do with the fact that women aren't playing games now the second question is 
why aren't we seeing those women in tournaments playing commercially? With this particular case, because they had invited the players, they had just chosen who was going to play because it was an invitational, that was the problem. Whereas who it, chooses then? Well, the, the company, Blizzard, chose the players to take part in that tournament. Well, Whereas, maybe they need to broaden their horizon then. Maybe they need kind of networking events where they can meet female players. Because a lot of them are undiscovered at the moment. But also, it's different to the competitive scene, which does tend to be men, because that's based on kind of grinding out points from leagues yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So I think that's why, for example, the Fortnite World Championship, we spoke to Wolfies, yeah, Wolfies. Uh, who was on this podcast as well mostly all I mean pretty much 95% of those players were all younger boys because that's you know the stereotype of Fortnite Mm -hmm. but they are putting in the time what female players are saying is that there's a lot of criticism when they're speaking in games on the microphone they'll be made fun of. I can't believe this is still a thing. I know. I can't believe this is still ongoing it's like we live in you know 2021 and this is still going on But I think there needs to be more kind of gaming role models, female role models. Because growing up, I mean, I can't think of one female gamer that I ever knew. It was always kind of, you know, other boys that I used to play with. But now times are changing, but you you still don't see them on telly. You still don't see them on Twitch or, you know, on other platforms like Insta. You don't see them as much as kind of men or, or boys. So maybe there needs to be some kind of incentive... What I didn't like seeing the other day, you know, um, Crash Bandicoot on the run, which we reviewed. Yeah. Right. They got an Instagram model, woman, to to pose holding Crash Bandicoot with almost no clothes on going, oh, this is how I play Crash. And I thought... It really annoys me. Is that not sort of... That's stereotyping, again. Using a stereotype to advertise You've seen how I play games, and I look nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) No makeup on, hair scraped back, pizza in one hand. And it annoys me that, you know, those stereotypes still still go on. So something big needs to change, whether it's role models, whether it's more events to, you know, invite women to play. Something needs to change. What about games like Tomb Raider, where we played Tomb Raider as a kid? I think you must have played Tomb Raider as a child as well. The character of Tomb Raider is a very stereotypically busty woman. Yeah. And a lot of female characters in games have that kind of body type. Doesn't that play into the the stereotype that, you know, women are superficially beautiful? Yeah. But then again, Tomb Raider's quite an action-heavy heroine. I was going to say, like, you know, she was an action woman. Yeah, sure. I think 10, 20 years ago, you didn't really have many action women, did you? You had but action man and you had all the, you know... <laughs> Barbie, well, that's the other thing. No, but you, m- most characters were men. So but to couldn't have you have an action woman without that body yeah, type? Yeah, definitely. But that's I, what we need. But it happens in every industry, doesn't it? You know, modelling, makeup, everything like that. There's still a big fight for women at the moment and that's still ongoing. This is something that's interested me a lot. They've re-released Mass Effect, one of my favourite series of games, the legendary edition of Mass Effect. And certain camera angles where they zoom in on the ladies' upper part and their yeah. bums, essentially, yeah. those camera shots have been changed to make it more fitting in with okay. the modern sensibility. No, I think that is a positive Definitely. step. I think that's a good idea. I'd like to know how many of the creators and the visual artists mm. are men mm. compared to women. Well, I think we're getting to some of it here. If you had more women in the industry, they might actually say, well, that's not really how a, a normal woman looks. You know, A normal woman would look a little bit like this. But obviously, if they're being developed by men, they might have a different kind of view. 
So, so really, you need a wider range of people developing in the gaming the industry. Game. Yeah. But that leads quite nicely onto our next subject about yeah. getting more people, men and women, into the gaming industry. Busy night, but there's always room for another. I mean, I actually really like this story. This is my favourite story ever. So. <laughs> This is amazing. Did, firstly, first of all, did you do the Duke of Edinburgh Award? I didn't, know. I bet you wish you had done the Duke of Edinburgh Award yeah, at school. Yeah, I, I would have liked it. I was, um, I used to be a brownie. What uh, is a brownie? And a, uh, was I, a chocolate-covered thing. No, no I didn't, because I didn't do scouting, Boy Scouts or whatever it was called, but I'm guessing it's like that, is it? Yeah, you kind of did things like you learned how to sew, you did camping trips, you learned uh, navigational skills, that, that sort of thing. But then you kind of levelled up as such. Evolved. Evolved into a, a girl guide. Oh, I see. So that was your version of learning how to camp and, you know... Yeah, we didn't really have the Duke of Edinburgh at my school as such, or at least I, I, I wasn't aware of it, but I was, a, yeah, a brownie and a girl guide. So I did do, you know, stuff like that. I did do the Duke of Edinburgh bronze award um, and you had to do like a community activity which I think I taught young kids how to play the violin and then you had to do like a sporting thing and then you had to do the massive expedition so you had to go and hike around I think it was 40 miles in two days or something like that and it was really good actually it made you kind of get out there and learn how to be a little bit more independent I mean there's a massive safety net of the fact that the teachers were just down the road in the car so like survival skills yeah <laughs> yes okay. it was like Bear Grylls so I'm, I'm intrigued to find out how playing the PlayStation will help with your survival skills. So the Duke of Edinburgh chief executive, Ruth Marvel, who sounds like a superhero character, has announced that they're including video games as part of the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme now. I love this. So I love this. It's a way of modernising, they say. So Ruth says there are lots of jobs in esports which have become popular ways for teenagers to interact socially, especially in lockdown. So they've decided to include that in this so-called award for outdoor pursuits, which I find a little bit, a little bit strange. Right. We, we, we love games, right? Yeah, of course. And I'm all for getting games into everything. Schools, you know, university courses. But the Duke of Edinburgh Award, mm. isn't that about getting outdoors and, you know, making a fire and learning to survive the wilderness? Not in Minecraft, building, <laughs> building your, you know, little house... <laughs> I'm learning to construct, Mummy. Honestly, I am. I love it on this on the on the internet. It says, "No, Mum. Honestly, it's for school." I can imagine. How has it got into the Duke of Edinburgh Awards? It says that they need to modernise. So they say participants can develop their video game skills or participate in esports competitions. Now, I think that that's a little bit. I don't know if I think it's good that it's encompassing, you know, a, a sector which really there are a lot of jobs in esports, like broadcasting sure. and, you know, people like Wolfie, who we've mentioned, yeah, can yeah, make loads yeah. of money. Or should it be a way of getting off the computer and going and I hiking think, in yeah, the wild? I think what's interesting, though, in this uh, article, it says here that complaints have arisen about the accessibility of the scheme, which is seen by some as too middle class. Mm. Now, I've got to kind of agree a little bit. Oh, on... my, my school was quite a posh school and it was, you know, oh, off we go for our, you know, trip Whereas around at, the forest. At my school in Yorkshire, I genuinely don't think we ever got offered this because I know I would have signed up for it. Mm. Um, instead, we had the odd kind of trip away to go camping. So I kind of see that. But then again, I lived in Yorkshire. Wouldn't it just make sense to well, you introduce gone... the Duke of Edinburgh's award 
in my school and go walking in the dales. <laughs> but would you have done it? Would you be more likely to do it if one of the elements of it was computer games? Because I think what they're trying to do is hook people in by saying you can play esports because you're doing that already, but you also have to go on an expedition and do something in the community. Because at the moment there's three hundred thousand young people who do it, but they want to get it up to a million. It sounds to me like they're just using gaming a little bit as a hook to get more people to do the Duke of Edinburgh's award. Because they're saying it's going to give people from a wide range of backgrounds the opportunity to do it. But then again, you're going to have to have a PlayStation or an Xbox. Right. They're not cheap. No. So are you really attracting the widest possible range by including this? I don't know. I'm not sure. Whether I truly believe it's to get more kids gaming rather than just, you know, signing up for the Duke of Edinburgh's award, I'm not too sure. Let us know what you think about this really interesting one. We're at Naked Gaming Pod on Twitter. Stop kidding around. There we go, that's our news update episode. A couple of really interesting stories there. Lots going on in the news with gaming. I would love, love, love to hear from any kind of female gamers who Mm. have an opinion on that first story we talked about because I'd love to know how we can get more girls, women, you know, who are playing at home and want to say, look, we're here, we're doing it. And maybe they've they've experienced the same sort of situation where they've tried to kind of compete in the tournament, but they just couldn't. Haven't been asked. No, they haven't even been asked. There are some women esports teams that are dedicated solely to recruiting women. Maybe that's one way of starting to change the face of gaming. Remember, you can get in touch the usual way. We are at Naked Gaming Pod. We'll be back with our mega episode in around a week or so. We've got so many games to review. Resident Evil Village, Returnal, the PlayStation 5 exclusive, although we don't have a PlayStation 5. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, Rome Total War Remastered. Yeah. Um, I'm already loving, though, Resident Evil. Oh, you, you, you're going crazy on that, oh, aren't you? It's so good. I, I want to get a montage of your screams from when you're playing it. Ah! Well, I can't play it unless you're there. A little bit like Little <laughs> Nightmares too. Unless you're there by my side, I can't play it. You like playing horror games, but only if there's someone there to sort of back you up. Yeah. Uh, there's also Mass Effect Legendary. I'll be going into whether I think that they really have changed those camera angles to kind of be more modern or not as well. I'm just halfway through Mass Effect 1 at the moment. But we'll let you know. Don't miss it. We'll see you then. <laughs> Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.